boy, that sure was uh, weird uh, this morning where they turned the entrance to the studio into a dungeon crawler. Is that normal? I don't know. I usually come in through the back. There's a back. Hey, y'all. Oh, hey, Fletch. Fletch? Why are you here? You guys apparently uh, noticed that they took my route to work and linked it up here for some reason. Oh, you go through that every day? Yeah, how do you think I got lost in the desert that one time? With a horseman with no name? It's true. Oh my god, where's Sporky? I'm thinking, uh... I'm thinking that she decided not to use the walkthrough. <laughs> oh, of right. course. Well, you wanna you wanna be on this episode since you're here? Sure, because I am definitely gonna be late to work today at this rate. Perfect. Hello, and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. I am Kat. And I'm Sporky. No, you're not. <laughs> you can't blame me for trying that act twice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true, I can't. I will eventually end up wearing the skin of every host on this show. I could have phrased that better. You could have, yes, <laughs> extremely. Uh, yes, this week, uh, Sporky is out due to things, and, and we brought Fletch back, because everybody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> and uh, and this week, we watched um, episode three of the Digimons, uh, and the O2 episode was Digimental Up in Japanese, or A New Digitude in English both of which were extremely easy to say. Uh, you have to say it in Japanese. It's uh, yeah. Digimon Digimental Up. <laughs> no, it's not. Fine. I have to say it right. No, I don't. <laughs> Digimental Up. There you go. Perfect. I, I might use the gag where I just run it through a text-to-speech and just use that audio. That could be pretty good. Digimental Up. I don't know how we're going to get through the other one without Sporky. <laughs> well, we'll come across that when we get to Atman. Um, but first, I suppose it's time for for everyone or no one's favorite segment. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you tell us what happened this episode? I take it as the guest. I have to do this one. Yes. Get to you. Get to do this one. Yeah, it's a reward. <laughs> All right. In that case. I'm going to quickly do this from memory. Our children discover that long hair ends up working at a convenience store so she can pilfer things all she wants, gets kid, uh, gets tiny beast sugar high. Uh, Gatomon has gotten sassy since season one as a result. And we discover that Ken is just as much of a wunderkind as Ryo, who is now a chess prodigy, a master hacker, a judo prodigy and can bounce soccer balls off of himself like uh, that kid in the time loop. 
As a result, when everyone gets in, they realize they're playing right into his hands. And so the light wins in the end, even though uh, two more Digimon evolve this episode. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Yep. I yep. think that's what happened this episode. As for the other one, we'll get there. That's true. We will get there. Um, spoilers, it's the best episode of Digimon ever. Fight Wait, me. this one or that no, one? No, the other one. No, the oh, other okay. one. Oh, okay. I was like, it was okay. No, I'm not. I'm not super into this one. Okay. Well, we should probably still talk about it, though. I know. I know. <laughs> there was quite a difference between the sub and the dub this time. There was. They had to tone down some of Ken's uh, evilness. Well, I mean, they were kind of just making fun of him, which is not very nice. Um, they oh, were yeah, like, where, where he was so smart, he can play one chess game and have people watch. Yeah, and balance the world's biggest also, checkbook. But yeah, he also balanced the world's biggest checkbook. And apparently he made plates that cling themselves, and his programming thing was something about brushing teeth. Yes, which is quite impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely don't make him as scary, I think. Yeah, he's a bit of a monster. Yeah, in the sub, he's a bit of a monster, like kicking dogs and whipping Digimon. Yeah, they cut. when I saw it, I was like, wait a second. I don't remember that. Which makes sense, because they took it out in the dub. Obviously. This is a trip to me because all I've seen Ken as is an infirm child in a bed. <laughs> that's that's true. Do you you only know Ken from the Wonderswan game? Yeah. Oh, that's that's something. Yeah. Is that when he gets evil? Is that what happens? Yep. That yeah. Happens? At the end of the second Rio game, he gets implanted with a dark seed that makes him evil. Oops. As opposed to the good dark seed, where you have hallucinations and Giger. Oh, wait, hold on. I need to read this this reference thing on the wiki page, because this is relevant to my interests. It says, mm-hmm. in the Japanese version, Jivirira is a professor at Johan University. Johan University is a fictional school and Kamen Rider, intended by the protagonist, Kamen Rider 1. I thought that name sounded familiar. That is beautiful, and totally plays into my to my theory that Stingmon is secretly just Kamen Rider Black. Or Black RX. It's possible. Tell me when we start mixing in some of the weird crap. Because I've been rewatching uh, a few early series thanks to Henshin history. Oh, there's so much weird stuff. Well, they're also tying in loosely connected series like Cyborg 009, which share some universe and details. That's true. Oh, man, when you start, like, bringing in the manga stuff, it gets crazy how, like, what kind of overlap you can get. Okay. Boy. Going digital, a common writer podcast. Oh, God, I wish. We know it's coming. I, I know it's coming, yes, that's true. Just won't be called going digital, probably. I feel like the dub, at least, not necessarily the sub, but the dub brought up some interesting lore questions. Like, um, I'm so bad with the names of the Digimon, but Cody's uh, Digimon in training form. Uh, oh, says, I don't even know the name of it. Okay, good. I 
feel better. But um, says something about how the food that Yoli brings is the best thing he'd eaten, eaten in his whole life all two days of it. So they don't exist prior to coming out of the egg. So I think but, that actually contradicts last episode. Yeah. When the same Digimon also said, I've been waiting so long to meet you. Right. But, I mean, maybe because when they're eggs, maybe they're still, like, conscious, sentient beings, but they're, like, not, they can't move or whatever. I don't know. I have a lot of questions. But then almost immediately after that, Gadamon says, I hope my first litter doesn't act like this, which would imply that she might have a litter rather than... I mean, we see eggs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She's like the Easter bunny, but a rabbit. I mean, not a rabbit, a cat. I can believe it. Yeah. It's Digimon. It'll make sense somehow. I'm really trying not to think about the fact that half of this world evolves around eggs. That's true. And then there's the episode where they eat eggs, and like that, who knows what kind of consequences that had. Maybe they have like a... What is that? That's not 1984. Is that Brave New World where they're all, they have the different levels in society? Like yes. Like the, the alphas and the betas? Yes, that is Brave New World. Yeah. yeah, so maybe they're like delta level eggs and so it's okay to eat them because they're not even sentient. Just so I have, I have one question while we're talking about weird lore that comes out of this episode. <laughs> Why is it that every time we cut to Ken in the real world, he's just looking at a picture of his glasses? <laughs> because he's he's programming them to make them better. Yeah, what, what do they even do? <laughs> yeah, I, they have computers in them. Oh right, Ken Google invented Glass. Google Glass. Yes. yes, I knew that dude was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've learned today is that Ken is Silicon Valley trash. Yes. Oh God. Yes. All right. Yeah, he's definitely, that makes sense, because he's a puppy kicker. And then he says all this crap about how he's the perfect being, and they don't deserve to be there, and yeah. This is this is actually an allegorical story about Silicon Valley and how they think they're so amazing just because they can program computers a little bit, and they actually don't know how to be decent human beings. I can totally see I that. think we've solved it. Oh, we've two. solved it. Oh, two, it's the story of uh, Silicon Valley weeb trash. Palmer Lucky, go to hell. All right, we're done with O2. <laughs> oh, if only. I can so, try. So what actually happens this episode <laughs> is they go back to the digital world for no real apparent reason. They want to see what happened there. Who says that? Somebody says that. Does someone say that? I mean, there's a really long bit about about Cody eating his tomato Oh my god, he that child has sustained some serious trauma that needs to be addressed. It makes a lot of sense why when he goes to the digital world and things go wrong, like he doesn't cry, he just says, I want to go home now. Like he is has internalized a lot of trauma and is unable to connect with his emotions. Like that kid needs therapy. That seems to be the theme of O2. <laughs> That's true. I can also agree that like raw tomatoes are pretty bad though. I will go get some out of my kitchen and just pop them in my mouth right now to prove you wrong. I I disagree, but okay. I told someone that I would eat it like, they were like, oh, this girl, I saw her eat a tomato like an apple. And I was like, yeah, that's how you 
eat tomatoes. And she was like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, they're delicious. You can put mustard on them. It's amazing. What? Just a little bit of salt. You take a bite, you put a little bit of salt, you breathe the rest. Yeah. Salt, also amazing. All right. Tom- tomato eating aside, we go... <laughs> Going digital and call in a tomato eating podcast. <laughs> Going digital and Iron Chef Rewatch podcast. <laughs> oh, Yes. 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 Now that I'm on the network, I can create any ideas for shows I want, and they have a chance of happening. That's true. I'm power tripping like mad. (laughs) Oh, no, question mark. (laughs) I do have Iron Chef bootlegs. Why? We'll talk about this off air. Okay. (laughs) I have this other theory that Yoli is jealous that Cody got the crest of knowledge, and that's why she's mad about Ken. Like, she's like, oh, anybody can do that. But Yoli probably can. Yoli is an established computer person. Yeah, it's interesting that the show takes the tact that knowing a lot about computers doesn't necessarily mean that you deserve the crest of knowledge. Apparently. And sometimes that means you're just a horrible person. Hello again, Izzy. (laughs) Hey. I'm just anyway, saying. <laughs> we go to the digital world, and they're they're attacked by by more by more Tyrannomon. I think they fought Tyrannomon before. I could be I'm, wrong. I this, don't know if they have in this season, but they yeah, definitely have before. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just getting it confused with Monochromon. We we fought weird. We fought dragon-looking things previously. Dinosaurs. Oh yeah, dinosaurs. So Ken's running around, and he's just straight up got five of these dudes he's using as an uber fleet. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. They're all red-eyed, they're all spewing fire everywhere, and they corner our heroes into a cave. Kind of. Well, Well, some of of, our heroes. Yeah, so they they go into the digital world, and they're like, oh, there's some some digi-eggs, we should go find them. And then they're attacked, and they're like, well, now that there's more more of them than us, we should run away. So Cody decides that they should run into the cave. So they do. Which is good because it's a cave of eggs. Yes. That's so where everything keeps eggs. Well, yeah, you keep it in. It's it's cold and it's dark. It, it's it's like a fridge, but natural. Caves, well, have... nature's refrigerator. <laughs> so uh, Yoli and Cody's eggs were in a temple, but the other three eggs were in. Uh, caves so i'm wondering if these are like prehistoric sacred sites for the prehistoric digimon Hmm. because they seemed like there was a an altar right in in the um at least in this last one that we saw which would imply that someone made that and it it didn't look natural they need some digi archaeologists is what i'm saying because there could be some really i would watch a show based on that (laughs) <laughs> Digiana Jones? Yes. Oh my god, Fletch, that's perfect. Lara Croftmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I have another question. So, uh, the Digimon that came out of the armor Digi eggs seem to be aware of what is happening to them. And then you have, like, 
Kari and TK and their Digimon and their Digimon are like, you need to pull up that egg. And they're like, but we don't know if it's going to work. And they're like, just do it. And so I'm wondering if they know, but they're not allowed to say like, yes, that's mine. You moron. Pick it up. Like. This is the season of gaslighting. That's yeah, true. they're also not surprised when they turn in. Like, if if I didn't know what something did and then something amazing, like, my entire body transformed, I think my response would not just be like, oh, check me out, you know? I mean, they've digivolved before. I don't know what the difference of armor digivolving to normal digivolving is. That's a good question. Also, mm-hmm. like, they, they bring up this thing where it's like, oh, no, we need to find new kids to pull these crests. And I'm like... Come the fuck on. We all know only three lights came out of the one thing that were the D3s. They're dumb. This plot point's dumb because they they do it for like 30 seconds and then it's resolved. Does anybody know why there weren't just all new kids? Why they only kept two of them? Why it was those two specifically, etc.? I do not. Because only two people had weird enough designs in the first year to be updated? <laughs> maybe Fair. maybe they didn't want i don't know i i have no good theories for this there I there's mean, probably can, an answer out there i just do not have it handy i can bullshit plenty of theories <laughs> i go by the cinnamon toast crunch theory that like the older kids have gotten too old and so they can't experience the digital world anymore maybe i think part of the idea was that they needed the story to be based around Ken a little bit because they were doing the follow-up from the games. Hmm. Okay, I'm confused about why that includes TK and Kari, then. Uh, because they're all around the same age. Oh, okay. Hmm. Ageists. Oh, I have one other question. So, uh, Ken never has Wormmon Evolve, and, I mean, does he well, not, not yet. have an egg and if uh, not where did wormmon come from in the show ken does well okay so ken met wormmon back in the second wonder swan game and i believe like speed dating how did they meet garrett that's not <laughs> okay so they they forked the digital world and then there was two digital worlds and then Wormmon kind of just found Ken, and of course, the first Digimon that finds you is your partner. Mm. I just had a horrible thought. Oh no! But are the are the split (laughs) are the split digital worlds dub and sub? Ah, oh, I'm into it. Yeah, headcanon. This is what happened. Okay, into it. Also, these children do not understand the idea of the element of surprise. Because <laughs> no. when they fly back from the cave, Cody's like, Davis, we're here. And Yuli is like, Cody. And that's what makes Ken turn around. Like, if they hadn't done that, they just could have killed the crap out of him. And it would have been a much shorter series. I just realized why Ken is so much better than them at this. He was in a strategy RPG and they weren't. <laughs> That well, is te- actually fair. Technically, point. they took out the strategy part in the second and third games. It was just a regular JRPG. Well, you know what I mean. He had to learn party composition, and they never did. That's true. He also knows what digi eggs are, technically. We're going to only have one thing and level it up maybe twice. I know how to create a whole fielded team. <laughs> I will make sure my weaknesses are covered. That's true. Like, Ken's plans are generally not awful. 
No. I mean, he is a genius. He can play 20 games of chess at once. <laughs> against adults. Yeah. Or one game of chess while everybody's watching, which is super stressful. <laughs> that is an amazing change. And the dub jokes were... I don't want to quite say on point this episode, but they were very there. They were quite good. <laughs> um, I but think yeah, the jokes so yeah, are better the... if you've watched the um, sub so that you know what the original is. Because if you don't, you don't exactly have context for what they're changing and why it's funny. That's true. I mean, you could get some of them from seeing all the matches that are going on. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I was just going to say that the changes between the sub and the dub really seem to focus mostly on making it a less serious kind of thing. The one difference is the way that Yoli's um, having to pay for her stuff or not thing was handled. Well, I think in both she said she still had to pay for it. It's just they made a joke about having a good pension plan in the English in the Japanese, Yoli says that she doesn't, I think what she says is approximately that she doesn't have to pay, but sometimes she still has to work. Like That's it. Um, which is different than I have to pay for everything and I also work there. That's fair. Hmm. So yeah, so TK and Kari get, get their doji eggs after Garuman finally sasses them into doing it. Because that's the whole thing. They're just like, well, it can't be us. That'd be dumb. And Gatomon's just like, fucking pick up the egg. And then they do it. <laughs> Gatomon is incredibly sassy this year, and she was already getting up there. That's true. I think she's tired of everybody's shit, honestly. I agree. She's like, that idiot that I used to work for, at least he, I was by myself. I didn't have to deal with all these moron children. I have spent three years with this idiot. I'm sick of her problems. Yeah, man, Hikari has a lot of problems, too, with the whole, like, being possessed by Digigad. Imagine <laughs> how that happens just, like, randomly around the house. She's doing her chores, and suddenly, I have a proclamation. <laughs> Except feminine. A yeah, feminine absolutely. proclamation? Like, oh my god, well, you guys, I have a proclamation. <laughs> or, what do you that was... <laughs> You know what? That's better than I have. Let's go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. So they get these digi eggs. Their their digivice is changed into D3s because that's how that works somehow. And then they digivolve into probably the two worst armor digivolutions in this show. Look, if that's the worst, that's not a bad thing. I, I I'm okay like, with a horse. Like a horse. I don't like wings? these designs. Hundred percent into that. I'm okay with the horse. An episode title has been found. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to get into horse on this show. Boy, you did. <laughs> I, I don't know if you have that planned or if it just ended up this way. I can make anything about Super S. Anyway. You stopped me before I could make my terrible joke again. All right. I did. I'm sorry. Do, do you want to finish your joke? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll let you if you want. The, the Super S stands for Super Sexual Horse. 
All right, so we're going to put that on the back burner now. <laughs> uh, what I was saying was that, can you imagine being one of the older kids and TK and Kari come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I picked up one of the eggs and it totally came up and, like, my digivice changed and, like, I'm still a chosen child. How was your day? Like, I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, but like, Ty's just at home going, I had to take a test. <laughs> right? <laughs> You can say I've that got entrance like, exams. But then later on, Ty can just be like, but yeah, remember that time I made the Destroyer of Worlds Omnimon? How many times do you think Ken just instantly brings up these things? Hey, if I snap my fingers, my buddy can show up from space time. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some real... Um, I'm trying to think of a word that is uh, podcast-appropriate but I can't think of one. So there's probably a lot of dick, dick measuring contests between uh, different seasons of uh, DigiDust. And... It's true. Yep. Also, like, while we're on it, like, the, the Gatomon evolution is also weird just because it's, like, it's technically a sidestep rather than an evolution because Gatomon's still technically a champion and armor is equivalent to champion. So it's the same. You know, it's no wonder she's pissed all the time. Like, she's doing the work of someone of a higher level, but basically getting paid for a lower level. Yeah. Gatomon, the digi-intern. Exactly. No wonder she looks pissed all the time. Boy, do I understand that. Kari's probably like, and could you pick up my dry cleaning, be a doll, and, like, call and set up my appointments for me? Thanks. So then they fight, and then they win. Oh yeah, there's that random team attack they do out of nowhere, because of course. Yeah, totally where they make not the, mentioned. The, the magic rope and, and do bondage to the Digimon. I mean, that's some pretty poor, like, low-level bondage. They just wrapped a rope around them loosely. I don't, I, I mean, I think they tightened it, but whatever. It it does choke out the guys, and as a result, it crushes their collars. Yeah. I was hoping that it was going to be, like, the lasso of truth and the Tyrannomon were going to have to admit their sins or whatever. Not yet, thankfully, because that would be a little too bondage-heavy, and I know this series is already going to get weird. <laughs> I mean, there was already Ken with the whip earlier on when he was capturing other Digimon and then making oh, them fight to the death in the Gladiator Arena. Oh yeah, we rabbits. should probably mention that he explicitly captures things, turns them evil, and then has them fight until one dies, which is commented on by some overlookers, who are then forced into the arena and forced to die. <laughs> also Wormmon. Well, Wormmon's just going, does this get you off, Ken? So... That's Basically, true. yeah, right? I feel like Wormon needs to stand up to Ken and be like, that's enough. Until we see the flashbacks where when Wormon does do that, he just gets abused. Yeah, this guy already has a whip. Oh my god, poor Wormon. I but, do uh, not my... want to see like the fan subs of this where there are other things that Ken makes Wormon do. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've taken this too far to me, the man who said super sexual horse. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna back away from this. Ken, no, no. <laughs> we're just gonna back away. Okay, and then leave topic. Ken's playing Pokemon later. Off topic. <laughs> oh yeah, is that what he's doing? I assume that that he's just he he more really wants to play Pokemon, but he's stuck in the digital world, so he has to he has to figure out how to do it, and that's what he came to the solution of. All my friends are playing this popular game. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in this one. I also really, really love um, Digmon's attack in the sub, which is like Bigu Kraku or something. It's adorable. I'm just gonna make a giant crack in the ground. That's cool. I mean, he's he's almost entirely made of drills. Mr. Driller is a thing, and he is very powerful. However, he does cause avalanches. The, oh, yeah. Mr. Driller's a fun game. He is. Did you know Mr. Driller is part of a giant Namco universe? Yes, I did, actually. Yep. Galaxian is in the same canon as Mr. Driller. Yeah, it's super cool. N- Namco-like universe stuff is super neat. It's just a 3,000-year arc. Into it. Yeah. It is. Uh, Dig Dug and Mr. Driller take place on two separate planets, and also Mr. Driller's mother is a one-off character who later divorced Dig Dug. Mr. Driller's mother marries Dig Dug and then divorces him. And that's how they have Mr. Driller. Yeah. Interesting. She's the hero from Baraduk. Okay, that's getting complicated. This is only one layer of everything, but all you have to remember is that while they say Dig Dug takes place on Earth, it's actually taking place in the vastness of space. So, you're going to have to give me a link to the wiki page that just details all this out so I can throw it in the show notes? I will absolutely get you the universal century plan or whatever oh my god please tell me there's like a design doc for it oh namco has an entire website up that is just a link of all their stuff chronicled by year with the how they link together oh that's great bless your heart namco going digital and namcon or whatever re rehash podcast Yeah, let's go with that. You should probably not replay Galaxian 3. I will stay away from it. Anyway, I th- I think we've we've talked about this episode of O2 enough. Unless anybody can think of anything else. Which is why we're trying to talk about things that aren't O2. That that's true. We are it, it's 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 like a fine episode, I guess. No. It's like the fine episode is coming up next. Yeah, yeah, this is an episode. It's not very good, but it's one that has to happen, I guess. Hey, hey, not everyone has eggs. Now everyone has eggs. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's get on to the meat of the good one. All right, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Atmon, which is maybe the best episode of Digimon I've seen so far. I'm definitely sold on this series it's, after one you episode. You should really watch it. I am. God, I'm yeah, so sold amazing. on that, man. 
this is this is such a bad choice to pair this with O2 because it just makes me see all of the flaws in O2. I'm pretty sure Sporky did this on purpose. I would not put it past her. Um. Anyway, oh, so episode three of Atman is, um, the character I raised is Stark naked. Roleplay mon school dungeon, or in Japanese, words. Uh, here, let me get the actual. My phone is not near me. I can't look this up without being. I loud found on it mic. interesting actually that I I have the list up. I guess I could try, but um, I that is also what I saw on the episode title card but then when i went to go look up the list of episode titles on wikipedia it's the role of culture in nature's garb role play mon's school dungeon which is different and it's huh what is it it's it's oh my god nope i'm not even gonna try we're just not gonna do it soda teta kayara ga the ponpon, suponpon, roleplayman, no gaku dungeon. Ta-da! I mean, perfect. no, not perfect, but hmm. accomplished. Um. Anyway, we start this episode with. Yep, oh wait, you, no, someone's got to recap this. You, Fletch, you. Fletch. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm down for this. <laughs> So, in this episode, we decide to talk about the horrible world of mobile games that you have to pour a bunch of money into, learn that the school nerd has just lost about a thousand dollars worth of data and is naked as a result of it, and then we get to go through a punishing dungeon crawler in the wizardry vein, which is a thing that Japan loves and is terrible because wizardry sucks and everything should have learned better 30 years out. Thankfully... Everyone knows that it sucks, which is why the app in question is so angry, because it was a boring game that had nothing going for it. Until our hero goes, you know what? I like wizardry. And as a result, the thing cries, commits suicide, and gives itself to him. Also, there's something about needing seven stones to stop the apocalypse. That was a very fast recap. I've had a lot of practice. Wizardry is fine, thank you very much. Wizardry is the worst dungeon crawler there is. But dungeon crawlers are good. Dungeon crawlers are good, but anything that is cloning stock wizardry in 2018 can burn in hell. I, I mean, I mean, I like, quality of life changes are nice, but... I'm not saying you can't replay those games. I still have a soft spot for Wizardry 4, one of the most punishing bastard games in history. But games like El Minage Original decide to straight up clone everything about it, including random stat gains, aging, traps that need to be unlocked through arcane methods or specific classes, and just very bland dungeons with no actual distinction between them, and they can go right to hell. That's fair. We live in an era where things like Etrian Odyssey, Might and Magic, and... uh What's the other one? Ultima Underworld exists. Learn from your competitors. Do not keep making a game from 1982. 
Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, this episode's fucking great. I love it. This rules. This is so good. <laughs> um, so the episode starts with recaps, because we start with recaps now. Um and then and then Do Gachuman, the, the Gundam version of Gachuman, um hits the cameraman with, with its mega attack and then it wins. And there's a bunch of puns the whole way through. Um, so that's cool. And then at the end, it makes a chip, which is the Do Gachuman chip, which who knows what that does yet. Um, and then, and then at Nevman just hangs around and is buddies with Gachuman. <laughs> because, uh, what are they doing? They're hanging out at, Haru is hanging out at school and Gachuman and Naviman are just like, being annoying to each other, which means they're the bestest of friends, obviously. And they also explain how fusion works, which apparently is super, super rare, but we did it back in episode two. And also kind of random, as we'll find out later. Yeah. Yeah. It also, yeah, this episode has some of my favorite things in Digimon. Um, that one being the, the uh, Digivolution gone wrong. It's true. Yeah, what the heck was that thing? Obviously, um, it was a um, jester's yeah, coat. Yeah, it was very um, Jacob and the Technicolor. Is it Patchwork. Jacob? Patchwork Joseph, coat. Right? I'm not religious enough. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph. and the Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, it was um, Suka Simon. Yeah, I should uh, I should look up what that translates to loosely later because I guarantee that's a reference to something that would explain it. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> also, did anyone notice that in the theme song? I didn't notice this last time, but Haru only becomes like in color when Yujin touches him. I'm super pro these two getting together. FYI, yes. I'm pretty sure did I brought you? this up I in, in the first episode. It's fine. No one listens to me. It's not that I don't listen, I just don't remember. The power of friendship is an erotic thing full of color and life. <laughs> I was the only thing I was not down with in this episode was the um like patriarchal bullshit about how the one wife who's like mad that her husband isn't coming home turns into a pig monster and the other one turns into a princess because she's fine with him being late home from work. You know, I'm just going to take it as the app in question is sexist, which we can tell when we find out that his mother is an adventurer or his mother is a housewife and his father is an adventurer. (laughs) Why are their mouths sewn shut? That wasn't creepy at all. It's just the style the kids had at the time. His three years ago. Mom has it with her lipstick over top, which was also interesting. And the dad has a giant mustache, so you don't have to see it. Right. I'm pro everyone having (laughs) mustaches, if that's the case. I can't grow a mustache. I look like some kind of child molester. I. I have that horrible (laughs) pencil thin mustache. I also can't grow a mustache, but for different reasons. I've tried. Fair enough. Going digital, an (laughs) anti-mustache podcast. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, so then we have the we have the hangout time at the school, and then we go back to the library because I guess that's where the kids go to hang out because they like reading. The library is where all the free Wi-Fi it's a is. Store, which also it's probably has free Wi-Fi. That's true. So this is where we find out about Fantasy Saga, which the wiki says is apparently Grand Blue Saga, which I guess I get that I guess that is fine and a fair comparison. Yeah. Um and Watson's talking about how he's the best, and then Haru's like, Hey, can I see your character? And then he hands it over and his character is naked and level and one. Also female? Specifically Yes. Hmm? He he says that his character is level four hundred and fourth place in the world, and if you know anything about these apps, you know that means this dude has spent at least a grand each Where month. Where is he getting all that oh, money yeah, from? For sure. And I'm being v- uh Afro man. Oh, I was gonna say he's just stealing it from uh, rounding errors at banks. <laughs> oh, the good old office space. Superman 3, thank you very much. I can't say I've ever seen Superman 3. It has Richard Pryor as a computer genius. It also has a scene that traumatized a lot of children, where an AI supercomputer he invents drags a woman into it and forcefully converts her into a robot, screaming. Oh, good times. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Have neither of you seen that? No. Holy crap, I'm getting a link <laughs> of that for the show notes. <laughs> it's such an iconic scene. Yeah, sure, that's the word we'll use for it. If you've seen it, you'll know. Everyone at home <laughs> is nodding along with me. Also, also, did anyone else see okay. that there's like a robot rolling around town? No. No. That. Yeah. There was a robot. But I'm into it. Hmm. I was huh. like, I literally wrote down, there was a robot? Into question mark, it. question mark, question mark. Yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah, I mean, it is the year 2045. But, like, it's a little it's sad that they don't have, you know, robots with AI. It's almost like... I'm assuming that at some point the um, Atmon are going to, like, go possess robots, and then that's going to be a problem. To be fair, you realize that right now we're just describing the Mega Man Battle Network world? Oh, yeah, the Battle Network world does get weird, because, yeah, in the sixth game you can insert Mega Man into a living doll that takes on the appearance of the Navi. So, what we're saying is that this is a world where, once again, the internet and apps have gotten all the development and nobody did anything with robotics. Thank you, Dr. Light. Well, I mean, they made the robot doll to put the the internet into. Eventually. It was, like, the 50th thing on their priorities list. That's true. Upgrade internet, upgrade internet again, create three <laughs> programs that could destroy the entire fabric of society, make some robots. Yeah, I mean, that that's fine. Anyway. Hey guys, remember that time we made a dog that was made entirely out of junk data? Oops. Anyway, we'll save that for for Going Network, a Mega Man Battle Network podcast. We should just call it Going Digital to keep this theme up because it's <laughs> stupid. That's true. I mean, I guess that would also fit for it. 
jacking on a, a Battle Network no, Rewatch we're, we're podcast. Done. We're moving on now. <laughs> um, so then when Haru sees uh, the, the the all the guys' data goes around, he sees um the tiny little roleplay man causing the problem, and then gives chase. And then they go to the school, and then there's an AR field. To be fair, they also run across town where they see every digital device is screwing up in RPG ways. Vending machines stop offering you things and instead start offering you a shop's item. The transit system is asking for the legendary key instead of passes. so good. And it's translating all of everyone's video calls into weird RPG stuff. Like, I want a, I want a anime series that is just this premise. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing, actually. Uh, did you hear that sound? That's the monkey's paw curling. You've just gotten us a third <laughs> season of Sword Art Online. There already is a third season. It's currently airing. Oh, shit. It doesn't have Kirito in it, though, so it might be fine. I have never actually watched that because I confuse it with the five other shows about that same premise. Oh, you mean Long Horizon and Dot Hack? Yes. And I think Overlord, too. Yeah, I was going to say, there's more. Regardless, I want I want this specific idea, though, where, like, we have, like, the, the, like, the AR reality stuff and, like, a virus just takes it over and turns society into a JRPG. Damn it, you've done it again. There's the second paw. Now there's three light novels. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, so anyway, we end up at the school, and we when Haru goes into the air field, it is then modified to represent the amusing, exciting dungeon game. For what it's worth, this dungeon is not the worst, because uh, there is a convenient walkthrough, which beats any game where you have terrible random dungeons. And keep in mind, I say that as a roguelike fan. That's true. So... So this is the first episode where Haru searching something actually is not just, like, dumb. This one makes sense. Like, looking up a walkthrough for a video game is a cool thing. I mean, cool. Yeah. I mean, better than searching for how do I win against the monster. True. Like, yeah, I, I'm entirely I realize, down I realize it's the same thing as episode one and two, but this time it made sense to look this up this way. Yes. And it tracks. They just use this to quickly gloss over having to do anything, but he does also let his Atmon hit every single trap that he knows is coming. Oh, it's so good. Haru is just so excited during this entire thing. He just smiles the whole way through and doesn't tell Gachamon anything. Except like, oh yeah, I knew that was coming. I Poor Gachamon is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, could we not? <laughs> the best is the mimic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a treasure chest. Yeah, that's a mimic, he says as his buddy is getting attacked by the beast inside. <laughs> I know. Uh, and they get to the healing fairy. It's like, do you want to be healed? It's like, then find a hundred things. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I love this so much. You need primo currency. Um, so then they get to the end where the final boss is the app himself. And I feel like we need to take a second to talk about how... How there's like a school for like mobile RPG games. Yes. And like he's in a class and everyone made fun of him because his game got taken offline in three months. And like it is this is the best thing ever. I'm so into this idea. 
Yeah, there's a whole lot to unpack during this scene, including apps all have families. He has yep. parents, as we've mentioned. Yep. He was the star of his class briefly before he was... I don't know if he failed out or was kicked out for being a dumb, boring game. Right. He sits alone on the edge of a cliff, <laughs> staring into the water like he's Anthony Hopkins dying. Yup. And then, as a result of being told by um, Gachamon that he is dumb and boring, he gets mad and grows to about 50 times his size. And I love every second of it. But all of this comes from him being bad that they got there so quick because they must have used a walkthrough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when they get there, they're like, how did you get here so quick? Did you use a walkthrough? And they're just like, yeah. No, 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 you're underselling it. It's not a shameful yeah. He specifically brings up a tab in front of him with the oh, walkthrough and goes, well, of course we did. Oh, yeah, because, like, the first enemy they find, they have to hit in the arm twice, hit in the stomach five times, and then hit in the head twice to defeat it. Yeah, it's, um... God, what is the name of that game? Um, not Resonance of Fate, the other one. The Last Rebellion. I, I'm not aware of that one. Is that a Tri-Ace okay. game? No. Okay, so The Last Rebellion is a game put out by... A contractor who no longer exists who worked with Nippon Ichisoft. They brought this game over to the West, despite the fact that it was such a hated title, even in Japan. It won Kusoge of the Year that year. Oh, and can I also point out they use the phrase Kusoge in this episode, which rules? I, I did not notice that, but you are allowed to bring it up <laughs> and the fact that it rules. Um, yeah, when they're going through the halls, he says, this is a Kusoge. Oh, when he's that complaining mean? that it's a bad game. Yes. Kusoke literally translates to shit game. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Kusoge. And Kuso would be shit. In some translations, it's basically just kind of a catch-all for disdain. But anyway... So they're going through this, and The Last Rebellion is a game that was brought over bombed incredibly because combat takes forever in that game uh the most accessible way i can sum this up is if you played xenosaga episode 2 where everything had a b and c attacks you had to use to break guard this is that except enemies could have up to eight different parts you had to hit in order it doesn't save the data you learn on what order they need to be hit in unless you get all eight of them and lock in a save on it. And normal battles could take up to ten minutes just to try and get through one enemy oh as you God. figure this out. But if you know the data, the game can be finished in like six hours. So that is the most Niz thing you've ever said. Okay. If this was not made by them. This was just localized by them. But it makes here perfect is, sense that they did it. Here is where it gets amazing. The president of Nippon Ichisoft literally apologized for releasing this game, cut all ties with the company, and left them to flounder and die Whoa. alone. That's pretty amazing. I want you to think about what a Japanese company has to do to say, this was such a mistake, you guys. We're sorry. 
we will never, ever do business with this pump, this person again. Wow. I kind of want to play it now. You've kind of sold me on it. There is a stream of Heidi Kemp's of Gaming.moe and I doing uh, a marathon of this where I was in part of it because she played through the game for April Fools for as much of 24 hours as she could. She got maybe two bosses in with a walkthrough and my attempting to guide her. I just, you're just making me want to play it more because I hate myself. All right. I'm just saying... I have a copy. I can pass it on to you like the cursed good it is because I bought it off a dude. What is it for? PS3. Oh, my PS3 is broke. Oh, then I'll have to keep my cursed copy. Yep, I'm sorry. Specifically, I bought Cross Edge off of a dude for six bucks and he threw in the last rebellion with a note that says, you'd probably like this too, you sick fuck. Cross Edge is pretty garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But The Last Rebellion is the one that won Kusuke of the Year. And we like, I, I played some of Cross Edge. I played all of Cross Edge. Did you, so you probably also played Trendy Universe? Yes. The worst <laughs> sequel. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Ask me about hurting myself in ways none of you ever can. Well, no, because I've done some of these. And if you wonder why I was on the JRPG episode, this is why. And we didn't even plan it this way. Serendipity. Yep. Just this like horses. This episode is great, though, and I love it. Yeah, anyway, at this point, they actually fight the boss, and so... Um, well, they, they fight the boss in the most Undertale way of fighting the boss. Well, specifically, they try to fuse and take him on, oh, but because... Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they try to do that first. They try to fuse... But because they're bad, they fucked up. They're not bad. They're just mad at each other. Which is kind of adorable and great. So the two apps end up turning into a weird Technicolor ghost that just has its tongue out I all like the time. I I've seen that yeah. thing somewhere. I think it's, I think it's along like, the Numamon evolution line. And then, yeah, Probably. and then Haru solves this by being a giant nerd. Yeah. Well, a giant lovable nerd. A nice nerd. Yeah, yeah. A nice nerd, but a nerd nonetheless. You realize there's a world where I'm the protagonist of the show and we all died <laughs> because I hate wizardry? I mean, well, luckily that's not the world we're in. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you would have just had to solve it by negotiating between the two Atmon and using the power of friendship or whatever. That's true. I would have min-maxed those two (laughs) in the dungeon. (laughs) Well, yeah, you would have used the walkthrough, but it still would have taken you 100 hours to get there because you were just grinding everything. Ah, but the thing you forget is that I use Cheat Engine. Okay, so you just plugged the app driver into the Digimon and then just raised its stats <laughs> with the game shark. Damn straight. Okay, yeah, that checks out. I am the worst protagonist. Is there any particular reason that that one guy is just yelling everything? Like, I was getting really annoyed about that. Which one guy? The, like, 
The one who says what's happening yells a lot. He's like, yeah. Oh, the voice of the driver? That driver. It's awful. Yeah, he's great. It's great. It's just like, three, two, one. That part's fine. Yeah, it's a very... It's a very Sentai thing. It's yeah. It's it's extremely. Sentai I was just like, calm down. I am an inanimate object. I'm full of personality. Yeah, it's almost like they're overcompensating. Yeah, because they're meant to be sold as toys. So then they win, and they get the the plot MacGuffin. Well, they get number two in the plot MacGuffin of seven. There are seven deadly apps which must be picked up, and thankfully they also get the McDonald's Monopoly <laughs> scoreboard to keep them on. <laughs> I mean, I called it I called it the free iPad, but I mean, what good <laughs> is an iPad though if it only does one thing? Well, it does seven things. No, it does one thing. It holds seven things, but the thing that it does is hold those things. It does one thing, and it can only do it seven times. I'm just curious how these seven things are going to combine, given what two things we already see. They both <laughs> look like feet. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a giant spider robot. Ew. I thought it was... Hey, have you seen that picture of the beanbag made out of four pairs of jeans? Yes. Okay, basically Ew. that's what we're describing. No, <laughs> um. But yeah, so... so we get the the iPad thing and the first of the whatever there is the oh the seven code Atmon, which are special. That's right. You get all seven and then you can fight Leviathan. Um, and you get free iPad. Yeah. Um, so then the episode ends where it cuts to the evil kid with his evil Digimon killing the email Digimon and getting his seven code because he's also a seven code. And that kid's name is Ray, and that's how the episode ends. I also noticed, just to bring it back in line with O2, that he is sucking on yes. one of the tiny energy pouches yes. the same way the Digimon were. That was good timing. That's true. There there was a link for, for juice pouches. So, this is a real question I have. What year is Digimon O2 supposed to take place in? Is it just 2002? 2003. Okay. So that means all these kids are old at this point. Got it. Yeah. Well, so. So how it works, it, I believe, and unfortunately, Sporky's not here to correct me. Um, there is an episode very later on where Agumon shows up and Agumon is the appmon for the Digimon game. Nice. So I believe in this world that that Digimon is is a is a franchise like it is for us in the okay so world. this really is digimon battle network and that it doesn't connect to the original canon yes okay i'm all right with that i was just trying to think about the timeline like a 50 year old tie kicking around somewhere griping about the fact that his <laughs> job went nowhere well no his job is i think he was the one that became a lawyer what no oh god yeah tie became a because he couldn't hack it in the real world. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining an ambulance chaser's <laughs> ads in the Digimon world, and it's amazing. 
Have you been attacked by a Tyrannomon or any other sort of champion-level Digimon? Do you not have the ability to fight back in court or in the battlefield? Guess what? Tai Suzukawa will fight oh for God. you. Yeah. I think that's what Tai becomes. I don't... That That sounds right. I was going to go with, like, soiled mattress salesman. So, yeah, lawyer sounds good. You're awfully mean to him, Fletch. I mean, yeah. he's just a kid. I actually only remember his name. Oh. He and Izzy. Those are the only two names I recall. Because if I were to try and recall, it gets worse the further I try and go, ah, there's Kai, there's Ty, there's Izzy, there's Mima, <laughs> there's Kari... There's Sora, and I only remember those two because of Kingdom Hearts. Um, That's fair. TK is not Ty, right? They just have mostly the same letters? <laughs> yes. Okay, Um, who were the other two? There's Swanboat and not Joe, the other door oh, sorry, from the first I season. Ty, Ty and Agumon are diplomats. Okay, that I can totally see. Not lawyers. I apologize for being wrong. Well, that means my ad was wasted, but now I'm trying to imagine their diplomacy. Someone might... Well, yeah, the diplomacy is turning into War Greymon. Oh, see, I was thinking that, like, it's a good cop, bad cop thing. He brings that out only when they screw up, but until then, Agumon is just kind of screwing around and, like, pepper-breathing food and trying to be all charming. <laughs> hey, did your nation know that you could actually make a really good curry? Watch this! <laughs> Pepper breath! <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is an episode of Digimon. Or going digital. Whatever. Whatever we did. This is we the problem. It. When you have me on to replace Sporky, everything gets tangential. I mean, it kind of does that anyway, but yes, you are a master of that. <laughs> I am very much a skits man. Sorry. So, this was an How do we end these again? I don't know. You can find us on the internet, goingdigitalpodcast.com. And, oh, Cody's a defense attorney. Okay. Which one is Cody? Have I met them? Yeah, he was in O2 in the episode we just watched. <laughs> he was the okay. small boy who was eating the tomato. Gotcha. Okay. So, tomato. Well, I don't know enough about him to do an ad. <laughs> anyway um, not watching the last three minutes of O2 as an aside uh, you can find us on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com where there's links to all of the things um, Fletch, Fletch you have a website now with content I do it is at hellscaper.com and can be found with all my writing and terrible links to other things I do it is currently work safe <laughs> <laughs> currently I haven't finished the hentai game right up yet. Oh, of course. Um, it's a it's a work safe hentai game. Nothing goes down more than titty. Fair enough. I'm just saying, I definitely look at titty on the job. <laughs> but beyond that, no, that's not work safe. Just one though. Like you may you're making it sound like that's a person. Oh, yeah, Tiddy is definitely a character in that game, given that someone walks around without a shirt all the time. What's wrong with doing that? 
Well, well it's not good I've when you're supposed to be a great time recording episode three of season two of Going Digital, the Digital Rewatch podcast. And, uh, and I hope Sporky is back next week. And if not, I'll be here and we're only going to get worse down the rabbit hole. And and until you do, Kat wrote us a thing. Oh, I did. I Since Sporky's not here, I went and found an ad lib thing. Um, so we could either play this or we could go with the ones that I put in there. No, we're going to go with the ones that you put in. <laughs> okay. Uh, dear Miyako, you are extremely dangerous and I pepper breath you. I want to kiss your digi armor five times. You make my digi destined burn with desire. When I first saw you, I quickly stared at you and fell in love. Will you electroshocker with me? Don't let your parents discourage you. Monochromon are just jealous. Yours forever, Ty. <laughs> I'm into this. Although this does open up an avenue that you do not want me to discuss. <laughs> yep, probably. So then we say goodbye. Oh, yeah. The Digivolution likes dungeon crawlers. Now I can come out of the closet. So now that we've stopped recording, this is where I admit that I did not watch these episodes until we started, right? Oh, did we stop recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Should we stop recording? <laughs> Shit. I didn't, I didn't. Shit. Whoops. When did you stop? I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was the Perfect. joke. Shit. Um, well, good. Good time, everyone. Bye. And stop.